the Marvel Creative Assembly has disbanded, but we sure haven't. It's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast hosted by me, Henry Gilbert, on the Laser Time Podcast Network, and that's H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. Oh, I, got I got it. There we go. I'm there. Yeah, this is the weekly comic book podcast where we talk about graphic novels, lines on paper, sequential art, all those things. And this week, no special guests, just the regular old three of us. Oh, Dave. Uh, well, now I was here last special night. Anymore. You're not. Well, now I'm you're regular, regular now. Yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd just say you're regular now, mm-hmm. and that's and that is an honor unto itself. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we've got Chris Antista here. Yes, who was distracted momentarily by... I bought my first pair of gray pants a little while back, and I forgot <laughs> why I put them to the bottom of the drawer. Yeah. You know that, like, uh, you're peeing in a hurry, you get that occasional... Uh, I only Ribble. heard Venture, Venture yeah. Brothers address it. Dude, you got a dab. 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 <laughs> I never dabbed. I've uh, never dabbed at a urinal. Yeah, I was distracted. Now every time I'm sitting down, I'm like... Does it look like I pissed myself? <laughs> and that's why I missed my cue. But yes, yeah. once again, I came back. And Dave the Walking Dave went. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that, but with sharding, because <laughs> it, it hadn't happened in my entire life until like three or four months ago. And now every fart I do is like, is that why? You, is this going to be the one where it happens again? You have more brown jeans I've, than any, any person <laughs> I know. True. Not today. Black jeans, right. I feel I like guess, I've seen you wear brown pants. Yeah, but I. That's only happened to me a couple times in the last... I, I, I do feel like we all get more incontinent the older we get. And uh, <laughs> That's the other thing. Like I, I've had that at home. I've yeah. had that where I'm like in bed and like, all right, time for a normal fart. Oh, whoa, that's not normal. <laughs> Walk uh, as fast as I can. That's the best I can do. I'm also worried that like one day I'm going to get drunk and pee myself and I'll... Dr- mm-hmm. I'll pee myself every time I get drunk from then on because it's like it's like I feel like my bladder is getting pushed to the limit sometimes when I like with me not going to the bathroom especially when I'm drunk for some reason and one day it's just gonna be like alright dude you broke it it's mm-hmm. like my now I'm gonna now you're gonna piss yourself. Your anytime. bladder won't yeah. know what to do anymore. Like you just won't have a bladder anymore. It, like I have, funnel down to your. I just dick. have a fundamental misunderstanding of my own body. So. It's That's worse than my, my my penguin with a trap door theory inside my dick. Mm. Uh, what? I've never heard that one. I just as when I was a little kid, I envisioned uh, a penguin standing at like a sewer with white with yellow water, mm. who would be like, ah, "Time to let it out," and he'd pull a chain <laughs> wow. and like I, I don't know why a penguin lives inside my dick, but it did. <laughs> and it unleashed pee. I, you know, I, I pride myself in, in not having to use the bathroom a lot during the day, but sometimes I think it's just because, like, I dehydrate myself. Like, I'm just not drinking as much water sure as I should. it has to do with not being healthy. All right. <laughs> that is, yeah, like, I, I, I think I have too much water every day. Like, I'll just, mm. like, I don't drink coffee that I, much. And it's just, like, what am I going to, like, I'm sitting down, I'm working on something, I want something nearby, just, like... Let me take my mind up this for a second. I'll just take it. a swig of water, and I'll, I, I have a bunch, I always have some water in the fridge. But working so much with you guys here, yes, Henry rarely pees. You pee constantly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I also drink a lot of water here you do. too. Yeah. You do, but I am the baby bear porridge of urination. Just right. <laughs> just right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's that's why it was so. It set. It caused us to have a poor recording. Uh, or I. I didn't. Nobody hit stop on that one because, like, you rarely have to stand up. Like, I gotta leave to pee. I would love to blame you, but I can't. I was that was my station. Well, (laughs) but I'm just saying, we all. I think it threw us all off because, like, you've never just gone like, yeah, do the finishes on me. I gotta pee so bad, like an hour long. It hurts so much. I'm like, I don't need to be here for the rest of this. Uh, but anyway, comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, let's see. In the world of comic books, there was a ton of big news this week. 
Um, some surprising ones that I'm glad happened before this. I actually had a, a tweet at me, one of these tweets that like terrifies me to see if somebody's saying like, have you recorded yet? Mm-hmm. Which I, when I saw that uh, alert come up and somebody said, somebody just tweeted at you, have you recorded yet? I think I'm going to see in Twitter, Stanley has died or a horrible, tra- mm-hmm. some yeah. tragedy yeah. happened uh-huh. and everybody's tweeting about it. It's and, all right, Hank. I'm still doing fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still afraid even to like mock his mortality mm-hmm. on, a, on Wednesday because he could be dead Please Thursday. Please don't tumble my death. <laughs> uh, but it actually, it was not, it was a big deal, but it yeah. wasn't a life or death. No tragedy. None of that stuff. Unlike what's been happening in wrestling. If we were to do weekly wrestling podcast we have a lot of tragedy yeah, to talk about this well week. next episode we've got plenty to talk about yeah but right, uh, can it be focused on murderers and a guy <laughs> spreading <laughs> shit in front of WWE's headquarters and getting shot in the process and all that fun stuff lots of yeah, great but, week for the first but yeah, look if you want to hear about all the disgusting stuff next year podcast yeah but in the you. world of comic books things have just been exciting and happy and I've read uh, I read several good books this week I'm sure pissed that someone had, had linked to us and I didn't see it I saw, didn't see it until too late on Twitter uh Tales to design to thrizzle. Oh yeah, I got that. I got you it did? half off. I got that's one. That's uh, the first one. It's I was gonna so mention. expensive. It's I, ten, yeah, at half off. It's ten bucks. Yeah, and it's twenty. It, it's, I didn't want to spend forty bucks on the volumes. I know it's two volumes, but it's also like. It's Fantagraphics. It's mm-hmm. independent, and you know the guy's getting a better cut mm-hmm. than they do mm-hmm. other places. So, it, did you end up picking it up? I, it? I picked. I picked up the first volume for ten bucks with mm-hmm. the half off code. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been weird since I've ever had to apply a code on at checkout. Oh, is that yeah, what that the deal weird. was? I'm yeah, like it, it wouldn't be in your <laughs> shopping cart. You had to put in the code Indie. Ah, no wonder you want me to put it like activate one click purchase Comicsology, so I don't <laughs> put in the promo code. Oh, that's Girl. right. Yeah, they 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 don't care there's still have you did you ever use the marvel code that's like your first marvel you get to use it once on a marvel purchase of 15 or more you can put I don't in think i have give it a shot next What's, time you, do you know marvel. what it is it's i think it is uh marvel or nah, i'll look you it have no idea yeah i put it in whatever I, but anyway yeah tales designed to thrizzle was i'm only about 15 pages in but it is pretty funny and it's mm-hmm. like it almost feels like a webtoon anthology, hmm. and uh, it's it's a bunch of quick things. And almost reading it, I got a couple thoughts of like, "Hey, I could have read this for free on the internet. Why did I pay for this?" Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I still really enjoyed it. It had several funny bits. It actually has this one bit that I'm gonna put some research into it. But I think the guy might have written for TV Funhouse because. Wow. The, the creator's name is Michael Kupperman, and I, I should look into it. Robert Smile does the intro to his, his book. But if you remember, there were two of my favorite sketches ever on the TV show TV Funhouse, mm-hmm. the, the Comedy Central version. One of them was... Jokemo? No, no. Fetal Scooby-Doo? No, no. <laughs> it was the life story of Picasso. Mm-hmm. And he's like, gonna break you down to cubes. I'm gonna <laughs> break you down to cubes. Mm-hmm. I love that one. And also the one that was basically the origin of Shazam, mm-hmm. except the boy is really pissed off that Shazam gave him his powers, and he says, "I will never use these powers." <laughs> and it's it's they're both really funny, and I they have the same feel as this book. And uh, yeah, there's it's it also reads it has a bunch of neat jokes that are like the ads you'd see in old comic books, like call this number and get this. And there's a real address in it, which I think is like maybe his just P.O. box and he wants people to send him stuff. Uh, But so I read that in the Marvel world. I read two new Marvel books this week. I read uh, thanks to a wonderful gift of one of the the Mm -hmm. listeners, Deadpool versus Thanos, number one. 
Which, first off... Oh, damn it, that's what I read. Oh, you did? Yes. Well, isn't it nice, first of all, that it's not related to Secret Wars, really? It's just uh, it's, kind its of own well, yeah, thing. It's, it takes place in 2013. It takes. I think they said before the Marvel Now reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like D- two, Deadpool's three continuities speci- ago? Yeah, Deadpool's a very specific type of Deadpool. Maybe the Daniel Way Deadpool. And he's just funny. I like... Deadpool is, is always funny and mm-hmm. just his little size... And also just seeing him, like, the book opens with him killing Doctor Doom. And it's such, <laughs> oh. a, such a wonderful opening. And there's, I think one of my favorite asides is just, like, him facing Thanos doesn't make any sense. No. Except when they say, like, oh, no, he dies all the time, so death is hanging out with him. And, and uh, well, it's that they're, they're, they're bonded by their mutual admiration and love of Mistress Death. Yeah, yeah. I did. And, uh, they, there was no verses, really. Towards uh, the end, it was a... It uh, well, like, as usual, they in the end of the first issue, we should team up. It's yeah. every Thanos superhero thing. Which is just as absurd. Mm-hmm. But the idea of him, like, uh, you know, there's a little cable cameo that's real funny. Mm-hmm. I, I think my favorite bit, though, is when he says, uh, when he's being warned, oh, Thanos is really tough. I don't think you're going to be able to kill him. And he says... I, I'm an unkillable mutant merc with a mouth who outsells Superman all the yeah. time. I, I that, that immediately occurred to me. I don't know the last time I saw the word Superman in a Marvel comic. Yeah, and he just fucking says it. Like, he's like, yeah, who cares? My, my favorite line was, what's the goat for? No, oh, seriously, yeah. what's the goat that for? That was great. <laughs> I don't know that in a voodoo sound. I, I, I definitely would say give it a look. I, mm-hmm. I think it's worth a look. I don't know if I'll continue. I, just because like, I do love Deadpool, but it's like I've read so many... <laughs> Deadpool side books the yeah. last couple of years. It didn't like. I, yeah, I mean, there has been kind of Deadpool overload. A little bit. And were Deadpool him. Overlord. Yeah, I think they killed him and then I'm unkill- He's. I think he's going to have a book in uh, in the in the new uh, post Secret War stuff. And speaking of Secret Wars, I also read Final Day or sorry, Last Days of Silk number seven. Oh. I was reading the last days of Ant Man. Okay, I didn't finish it, but it, well, like, I those, just started. In both those cases, they take place during Secret Wars number one when the Earths oh. are crashing together. Yeah, well, and so yeah, yes, but which Earth do they take place on? Well, they take place in the Marvel six one six before it collapses. I wasn't positive about that with Ant Man. Well, that's what's happening in Silk. Okay. In Silk number seven, the Earths are crashing down, crashing into each other. And she's just saving people and trying to do anything she can in the last, like, three hours of life. Mm-hmm. It actually has a really neat opening where she starts going to a therapist. She'd never been to a therapist before, and she started in the last issue. And her meeting with this therapist is just a lot of silence. And then she mm-hmm. says, well, if the world exists next week, I'll see you then. Bye. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was a fun it was a fun read. It wasn't as good as the first six issues of Silk, but it was still a good little book. And but it's mostly just marking time until the reboot of Silk mm-hmm. yeah, post Secret Wars. And I think it's really the last one they're going to have until Secret Wars is over. So October, I'm going to oh wait, that's next month. Wow, time goes time goes mm-hmm. forward and s- summer's <laughs> over, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm 33, or I'll be 33 in a few yeah. days. Jeez, Jesus age, man. And, uh, and that's kind of all I read. Uh, what a short show! <laughs> no, I I well, I read more. But I wanted I, I wanted to jump in. I saw uh, Secret Wars Civil War three came yeah. out, and the new Old Man Logan. I I have Secret Wars Civil War three. So I've not and read new uh, uh, Lando, which I should say thank you, Tim, for hooking me up with copies of those issues. Mm-hmm. I will be checking those out. Well, thank all you guys because you know who you are mm-hmm. out there. But I also did read there was a good Sean, there's, yes. there was a really good sale on uh, on kids uh, DC books, which mm-hmm. the sale's over now. But 
uh, was directed by Comics Alliance. They have this list of the best DC uh, Batman animated series books that were amazing, and you should check them out. And same with Superman. Wait, the Adventures. ones from like back so, in the day, from '92 or '93. Really? Did they they released them. Yeah, they've re- they've they scanned them, and they were 99 cents. And people were saying, "Yeah, these were the best Batman books of their time because they were free of." The Nightfall, Night Quest, all that bullshit Uh, continuity. It was just, this is the Batman of the cartoons fighting the Riddler. Or fighting whoever. And same with Superman. So yeah, I bought a couple of those. I would definitely recommend Batman Adventures number 10. And also, as long as we're talking about sales, you guys totally need to check out Gotham Central... Every issue of Gotham Central is 99 cents right now. So for under 40 bucks, you can have the entire run of one of my favorite Batman books ever. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really worth checking out on Comixology. And, uh, I have, what about Penguin, Pain and Prejudice? Eh, I had never heard of that before. <laughs> I may give it a... I mean, yeah, it, I, it looks it a I, love, I love it when someone bothers to focus on any other character than the Joker. Uh-huh. Well, it's a Gotham sale. Yeah. So they're pulling together all the Gotham-related books. Yeah, anything with Gotham that's not Central's. Scott Snyder's Batman is on sale. Pretty much, yeah. I, oh, and so I didn't I didn't read any DC this week other than that, I'm sorry to say. I did read Image. Mm-hmm. I read We Stand on Guard 3, which is issue 3 of the mm-hmm. Brian K. Vaughn's Canada uh, versus yeah. America book. It is a lot of fun. Uh, also kind of dark. I wonder how long it's going to run because it seems a little finite and... Uh, but I, I really have I'm really enjoying it, especially the idea of like the war on terror, but except that the terrorists, quote unquote, are next door. And there's also this there's a really screwed up torture scene in it, honestly. Ooh. Like but not like in a violent way or not of like, you look at all that blood or anything like that. It is this mental torture that is so creative and screwed up that I was like, Wow, I can't can't believe nobody thought of this before and this is like even more dark than if they were just like we'll get we're gonna cut off your feet or something like that it's it's way more dark than that i'm still really enjoying that book and then lastly i wanted to say i read and brought it over here unbeatable squirrel girl volume one the first four issues of it finally collected in a a physical trade paperback if you've been waiting on it really get this it's gonna be this hank's corner i'm just gonna say it right now so i'll talk about it more but Unbeatable Squirrel Girl has been my favorite book of the last year. Such a great book. It's stuck in my head as the opening theme song she sings to herself. Her own opening theme song she sings in the first two pages. And it's to the theme of the original Spider-Man 60s soundtrack. And it's so great. Like Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl. Powers up both girl and squirrel. (laughs) Here comes a squirrel girl. Oh, it is so good. I suck. I even had the music there. <laughs> well, now let's turn to The Walking Dave. Do you have any... Ah, somebody's well, like, read some First, DC. I have uh, my mm. partially completed Dave's homework for the week. <laughs> I, yeah. Ah. So, yeah, <laughs> Justice League Volume 1 Origins. I read the first two issues inside, so I think I'm like a third of the way through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so far, all that's really happened is... Like an extremely prolonged fight uh, between uh, between it, Batman, Superman, and Green, Green Lantern. Lantern right? Yeah, so it starts off. I think Batman, Superman, then Green Lantern joins in, and then the Flash joins in, and Wonder Woman just joined in. Oh, you haven't met Aquaman yet. You're gonna really enjoy that. Yeah, I don't think he has. Aquaman's some, introduction is pretty. It's great. pretty awesome. And then there's like like these issues are interspersed with like one or two pages of like oh here's some storytelling like there's some like dude <laughs> it's mm, more of a blockbuster film so you do get it a little so light like that st- yeah. storytelling like I was thinking I mean uh, Deadpool had some of this but 
None of the comics that I've like had for homework or just like read personally <laughs> have like action scenes, and this Not is all action scenes. DC's I think a little better about that. Yeah, I mean, there was like one part where like Flash is running around Superman, mm-hmm. it like just saying like "Can't catch me!" Like I've never been hit, and then Superman just like flicks him, knocks him <laughs> like a block away, and it's like that's great, and that's something that would be awesome in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, I also think that Jeff Johns is really good at writing uh, writing characters in dynamic ways and having them say things like, that's never happened to me before, or this is the first thing. <laughs> they make these such declarative statements that uh, it's almost like Comic Book 101, where if your superhero says, I've never been hit that hard before, this is the heaviest thing yeah. I've ever picked up, that's the closest fight I've ever had, yeah. you just have to assume, like, you know what, this superhero knows their own history... So I guess I just have to assume he's never been punched harder than when this guy punched him. And it's a very similar thing in that DC book, too. Like, same way Flash says, nobody's ever touched me before. So even though you could go back and look at continuity of, like, maybe they did touch him before in this, you just have to say, I guess they never did. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, what do you think of the art style? Because Jim Lee is, like, the tippity-toppest artist. I really like, yeah, I mean, like... They're crazy action scenes, mm-hmm. and there's definitely like the art to, to back it up. It like there's a it's packed and lots of stuff is happening. I like it. And I say he's I, I call him the Tibbity Tub. I'm not saying like he's just a superstar artist. Yeah. He is like the Tom Cruise of comic book artists, really. And so, not to say like oh Tom Cruise is the best actor in the world, but you get a no. Certain... He's the only comics artist I'd seen come out on like like a video game stage to introduce <laughs> something. Yeah. An well, artist. it's also afforded to him that he's mm-hmm. he's an artist part time. He is the chief C. He's like a COO of or co-COO of DC Entertainment. Mm. So he's he's got a lot of hats he puts Good on. Good on you, Jamal. That's also why you don't see Jim Lee draw that much anymore, and he kind of just does it on the side time. Like that, those six issues were a gift. They're like he did these six issues. Not going to see much after this, mm-hmm. but so okay. Well, I'm interested to see what you'll think to the end of it. But have yeah. you read anything else or watched I any watched, more Fear of the I, Walking? I Dead? watched the second episode. Mm. Uh, Up or down which, from damn. the first one? Down. Really? I, I, you know what? I I thought I don't know. I would say like the first episode is a C, and this is a C minus. Mm. It's just like it's going too slow. Uh, I'm starting to like some of the characters, like the mm-hmm. whole nuclear family at the center of it. Like the the female lead is really good. Her, what has she her, been in before? She looks so familiar. Yeah, you know, I'll just look this up while you tell the uh, story. Her son, here. who's like a a junkie and kind of was the first person clued into to the whole thing, but mm-hmm. was not being listened to because he's a junkie. He's really good. He's got like a Johnny Depp vibe. Like, Ooh, man, that so, um, a Hunter Thompson swagger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I know it's just going too slow, and it's nice to see, like, the chaos start to ramp up and, you know, people hoarding supplies. Oh, because is, is it a prequel to this? Yeah. So, like, the zombie, the zombie outbreak is just happening. Just they, haven't, happening. they haven't discovered that you're supposed to shoot these things in the head yet. Come on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We talked about that Which last is, time. like, you would realize that the very first time yes. you fought one. Like, Do they oh. look like humans? Shoot them in the head! Yeah. No wonder I imagined her as an older lesbian. It's because the actress is Kim Dickens, who played Joni Stubbs on Deadwood. Yeah. She was the um, she was a very experienced and fancy uh, courtesan uh, at at uh, the uh, at Powers Booth's mm. uh, oh, saloon. I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Well, Joni like, Stubbs, she 
Well, that's season three spoilers. And I never want to spoil Deadwood for you guys, but <laughs> I mean the the last name Dickens works well Dickens, if you're playing Dickens. a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, but she's also like an actress over forty, and so it's interesting yeah. that she gets to be the lead and stuff. Wow, she's fifty. Fifty. Crazy. She's fifty. Well, hey, uh, good for her though. So even though I did not complete Dave's homework this week, Jane. I do think I like because you still want to it, take I should because people want to keep up. Well, and, uh, I, I I find that when I have two sets of homework, I like it'll I push you myself, to at least finish one. Yeah. Well, no, I, I did last time. Both. I finished both, well, and I think I can do it again. Well, while I'd like to leave it here for Chris to read, I do. I would even say I think you should just do Unbeatable Squirrel Girl because it's four issues, okay. but. If not, let's go over the homework yeah. real quick. So at the top of the pile, we've got The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl Volume 1, Squirrel Power. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And it even comes in the back. I didn't mention it. It has Squirrel Girl's first appearance, which is wow. the most ridiculous story ever, where she helps she helps Iron Man defeat Doctor Doom. And she really does it mm-hmm. with the power of squirrels. Then we got Miss Marvel Volume 1. I brought that in, too. You should read that, David. You know, the, the super cool Kamala Khan. Everybody's yeah. talking about her. Then uh, Black Panther Volume 1, honestly, you shouldn't read it. I just left it here in case Chris wanted to. I meant to read it, but then I forgot to read anything. Uh, Hitman. This is the Batman block. Yeah, here's the Batman block here. We've got Hitman, A Rage in Arkham, the first Mm -hmm. volume of Hitman. This real funny uh, 90s series about a guy who gets superpowers to be a better Hitman. Batman Detective, the Paul Dini book, which Paul Dini, co-creator of the original Batman animated series. It is a bunch of... Mm -hmm. Quick one-and-done Batman stories. These are all great Batman stories, including one of my favorite Joker stories ever is in this book. Then we've got Batman Earth 1, which honestly isn't that great, and I shouldn't put it in here. But it's <laughs> it's okay. It, it is a good little Batman film, I suppose, except for the end. Not the biggest fan of it. And then Fantastic Four, Unthinkable. That's the name of this. This is the best, my favorite mm-hmm. Doctor Doom story, or top three Doctor Doom story is in this book. Uh, I'm going to go with Ms. Marvel. Okay, Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel. Take that. Just leave all those over there, right? And that is the first five issues (laughs) of Miss Marvel, so you guys can read along too. And hey, if you're gonna, you know, purchase it, maybe could do Mm -hmm. that through the uh, the Amazon links. Yeah, dogs. It helps out. Yeah, it's you know, and it costs no extra to you. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I I just gave that a reread because I I brought it over and I was flipping through it again. I was like, wow, the I just love the art in it so Mm -hmm. much. It's so not Marvel art. Mm-hmm. And also, one thing I do like about her is that whoa, what the hell just happens. I agree. Sound effect, not Marvel <laughs> art, and it's um, dude, nothing happened. I also do like the work in We're making being hacked. her. I, I do like the 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 clear effort made into making her kind of a crossover character, mm-hmm. or like one people can identify with because she's while she has you know this background as a you know second generation Pakistani American uh, Muslim all that stuff that she's also a super geek like she plays World of Warcraft which is kind of a world of battlecraft which is a strange <laughs> legally distinct this world is of a Warcraft. very weird line to have on the back of this by the way oh, like, yeah. but who truly is the new Miss Marvel teenager Muslim inhuman all right, one of those things probably not being there. In, yeah, Inhuman. What the fuck? And Inhuman <laughs> is an actual classification. The what? Inhumans are those superheroes. They're going to have their own no, movie. I think in the Muslim part is a little bit weird. Uh, well, I think that's one it's of the like, things. I don't know. It's like, one of the things that this, this, this superhero is a teenager? What? This, <laughs> that's fine. This teen, this superhero is a Muslim. What? No, Just saying. Th- guard, your po- guard, guard your pocketbooks. We're talking about a Muslim here. <laughs> well, it is, it is very cutting edge to have a Muslim. Wow, is that so weird. Why is this happening? But anyway, yeah, 
<laughs> it is no, it's it's very different to have a Muslim character in a book written by a Muslim, and so mm-hmm. you do get an insight that like you know you won't have wikiing what Muslims say to each other. Yeah, when you're done reading the book, you'd be like, oh, her being a Muslim is makes this a lot more fascinating. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I mean, she even she cites a bit in the Quran, which is basically like her version of "With great power comes great responsibility." She's like, to me, it's a selling point that she's a Muslim. So oh, I yeah. understand what, that might look awkward, but like, don't let it deter you. No, I just thought it was a weird thing to have on the back of the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it tells you all you need to know. It's just, That's one thing I, I get annoyed with when you see trailers and movies that just take a quote from a... Okay, the big one was the... Whatever the hell the name of that movie was, where Rowan Atkinson is a... Johnny is English. spy, Johnny English. And so in their advertising, they could not reference James Bond. But... They could reference an, a, a review that said, Bean meets Bond. And so they could just quote this guy <laughs> to do the advertising they're not allowed to do. Like, we can't Ooh. say it's Bean meets Bond because we don't know any of those characters. Sony or whoever you are. Yeah, I don't think clever. Sony's all that clever. <laughs> um, uh, but what would be clever is to take a break now. Yeah. And then uh, when we come back, there's a ton of big news breaking, including the conversation between of two men who have the combined age of 173. We'll hear from them and also uh, your answers to last week's question of the week. All that. Welcome to the break. As always, this is Henry Gilbert uh, thanking you all for listening, all for your support, and spreading the news about Cape Crisis, telling everybody how cool it is, and for listening on uh, the Lazy Time Podcast Network. And also, if you're a Patreon user, that's even better. We really appreciate that. It helps. It helps make this a full time job for us, and we 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 count on that money. And every little bit extra helps. And you know, it, it's. It lets us do more stuff. We may do more stuff in the future. You never know. Though, if you also wanted to support us in another way, you could buy things through Amazon. We have a bunch of links to Amazon stuff, but you don't have to buy what we suggest. Buy anything through those links, and it's the same low Amazon price that you would pay, but a little bit of money comes our way, and that adds up, and it really can also help us out. Also, if you have yet to review this and uh, put a review on iTunes and subscribe on iTunes, that also very much helps the show. So if you haven't done that yet, we would really appreciate it here at uh, the Cape Crisis Gang. Okay, and here is a treat for all you people listening to The Break. If you are playing Marvel Superheroes, we have a giveaway for that. We have codes for uh, character unlocks that I will give away to people. All you have to do is at reply me on Twitter, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, and say, hey, do you have any codes left? If there are still codes left, I will send you a code. If not, I'll say, oh, I'm sorry. But this is how you can find out about it. This is for Marvel Superheroes, the free-to-play game created by one of the creators of Diablo, and it's it's really good. We've had uh, the uh, PR person on the show for it, uh, Chris Baker, really cool guy. And so, again, I've got codes to give away for characters in the game. Shoot me a, a tweet, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and you can get it. First come, first serve. And now it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. 
this week it has got to be Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and I already said it, so I am sticking with it. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl has been one of my favorite books all year long, and this first four issues is a great introduction to it. Now that it's collected, you have no excuse not to check it out, and you should. It is 100% the funniest book I've read. I love the art. Eric Henderson, Brian North, they work so well together. And it comes with Squirrel Girl's first ever appearance, which is one of the silliest, so bad it's good Marvel comics there ever was. And so you get all that in one collection. And uh, for about $12 or something on Amazon, and you buy that through the link on the page, you can get it and finally get on board with kicking butts and eating nuts. All right. And lastly, just a quick warning. In the next segment, we do talk about those leaked Civil War images. So if you're trying to avoid them or avoid spoilers for them... Uh, that is in the next segment, so you know, skip around through that. It's it's a it's a little bit of the ways in, uh, but otherwise, back to the rest of the show. are back to uh, the second half of this week's episode and the big news coming out that somebody told me that I needed to check Twitter or that they were happy that I hadn't started recording yet was all these events in the Marvel Cinematic Universe behind the scenes stuff and so just a a quick statement of uh, like what it had been up to this point so there was Ike Perlmutter who owns Marvel Mm -hmm. bought it he used to own Toy Biz and then Toy Biz bought Marvel which is crazy that the toy company Marvel worked with them to make toys of Marvel toys, and then when they were so in the like in the red, Toy Biz like, well, I actually have lots of money, so I'll just buy you guys. And they got it for a song. They knew how perfect it was. Like, yeah, we Jesus should Christ. own Marvel. Because Marvel hmm. made that many mistakes in the nineties. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. That, and I mean, that's how and that's how two two Israeli businessmen who made toys ended up owning <laughs> owning Marvel. For you uh, video gamers out there, that's like when um, Mad Cats took over. Publishing, <laughs> uh, p- publishing guitar here or uh, rock band. Yeah, though I because say, they made money off of peripherals, even mm, though the makers of the peripherals did not. That would I, I, wouldn't that be more on par with like them buying a console publisher first party, or if like EA says, I mean, I mean, if EA yeah. said we can't make rock band anymore, well we'll just buy you. We'll help yeah. you make rock band. <laughs> yeah, it, but yeah, and so Ike Perlmutter has been this big scary name and stuff that they say oh why can't why aren't Fantastic Four comics anymore because that's the thing as was pointed out in an article I read he is a very private person that the only stock photo of him people maybe have gotten photos of him at um, events and stuff that he's been at but as the photo he's released is like hey news uh, Getty images or whatever here's like Perlmutter <laughs> it was a photo of him from 30 years ago wow. he's a very he's not a young man anymore I googled it and it's mostly Kevin Feige yeah because Kevin um, Feige is the so yeah Perlmutter oh, wow there's like Perlmutter, two pictures of this dude Perlmutter runs it and then he's Kevin some, Feige yeah. Who was like a Marvel liaison for the films Marvel Studios wasn't making? Mm-hmm. He basically got put in charge of Marvel Studios, but had to work reported directly to Ike Perlmutter. So, cut to Marvel getting bought by Disney. Ike Perlmutter ends up becoming like the most 
the 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 uh, top stockholder in Disney, I think, mm-hmm. uh, or one of them. One of them. Uh, well, I think thanks to the death of Steve Jobs, I think that might have like pushed him up. No, a, a no bit. I'm sure the Pixar brain trust yeah. is a hold a little more than Ike. Well, so so yeah, there was Perlmutter, and then there was Kevin Feige, and now they the big news that first came out was that uh, Kevin Feige now no longer has to work with Ike Perlmutter. and he has to report to him. They, they didn't have to report to him, mm-hmm. because apparently the structure they had before was mm-hmm. that Feige was having to report to him and take all these notes, and it was making his job more difficult having to deal with Perlmutter. And if rumors are to be re- believed that, that the owner of Marvel is a very stingy Slightly guy... Vicious, and, petty. ...and petty, and who would cancel Fantastic Four because he couldn't make the movie... Sounds like Bill Brasky. <laughs> he kind of becomes Let's that. Let's discuss him <laughs> with experience. Exposed teeth, <laughs> but these are all the rumors I that are out there. Perlmutter. I've never. There's never been an. He r- went on set of the Fantastic Four and beat everybody up. Hi, Perlmutter. <laughs> and so now Kevin Feige will direct. Kevin Feige will report directly to I believe it's Alan Al- Horn, Alan who's the Horn. top guy at Disney. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, so I do wonder, like, what that production will change about Marvel. Like, were there things he wasn't doing I think in the it's Marvel films way, because Perlmutter wouldn't let him? It's a, round, it's a roundabout way of promoting Kevin Feige into a position of much more power mm-hmm. and authority. And I think they were... And, but also, yeah. it is, at, the, at worst, uh, it is Disney officially putting um, Marvel movies before the comics... And yes. other properties. So there, there is that bit of just like no, the movies do. The movies are so it's important not, that you can supersede. The, you're not part of Marvel Entertainment anymore. You're, you're our movie. But uh, yeah, again, nobody's, nobody's arguing on behalf of Ike uh, Perlmutter. Well, just, meanwhile, Kevin Feige seems to be like the guy who gets yeah. all this credit for like, oh, why'd you like this or why'd you like these things? Mm-hmm. I even one of my favorite Sony leaked emails I talked about weeks ago on here was him giving notes on Amazing Spider-Man 2 that mm-hmm. were all the obvious problems a year before the film came out and none of them were fixed because they didn't have to listen to them but it was one of when I read that I was like oh Kevin Feige seems to know what's up and how to make at least a decent superhero film mm-hmm. and so him being in charge does sound good and being out of the way of a guy who sounds like he's not very easy to work well, I, with. I don't know. Like no, the, the movies also... are kind of like a little higher stakes than comic books. Yeah. Maybe they don't. Maybe if your expertise are toys and print, <laughs> maybe we, your opinion doesn't matter on movies. Though people still say like, don't think this will. If you're worried, like, oh, he's the guy who ruins Fantastic Four. Now he won't be ruining Fantastic Four anymore. Perlmutter is still in charge of everything that's Mar- everything Marvel that isn't a film. Yeah. So, pu- entertain uh, the publishing of comics. All the all the toys, all the tie-in stuff, all the merchandising, and oh, all boy. the and uh, I said that in the way, uh, man, that sounded almost like anti-Semitic, but I said it. it, did, it did. I said it in the way that uh, that uh, yogurt says it in, in spaceballs. <laughs> merchandising, Right to your congressman. I heard what Hank said. Everybody, spaceballs, the flamethrower, <laughs> and also and and also, I would guess that would mean video games too. Who's ever like they don't okay, make those. the video games. <laughs> If they were to make video they games, they don't make they'll video just games. making endless runners with every Marvel character. <laughs> yes, uh, well, I already have one of those. Yes, and so then two days later came the even more shocking news That's that the, the Marvel Creative Committee has been disbanded. Which ah, now I wish, as I'm saying that? it right now, the PTA has not been disbanded. Or <laughs> the PTA has been disbanded. Ah, dying out the window. But yeah, in case again, this is another like quick background. The Marvel. A creative committee was this brain trust of dudes that Kevin Feige, I believe, was like in charge of, 
they would give notes on every production and they had been in charge of all the Marvel Studios stuff just saying do X, Y, and Z. This is true to the character. Do this, do this. Brian Michael Bendis was on that. Joe mm-hmm. Quesada was on that. Dan Buckley. All these high-level dudes in the comic world. And so as a comic fan, hearing that they are not going to be involved in future productions, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I it always felt, as an outsider as and as somebody who's never made a film before, yeah. I did like the idea of these comic book experts are telling them how to make a, well, a Marvel Studios film. And the proof is in the pudding that the films have been really good that they've been involved in. I, I liked that. What were they doing was- during Iron Man 2? Uh, they were cashing checks. Like, yeah, <laughs> getting high on their own farts. We got a bonus. Uh, we got this bonus. I just like that they gave their name the Brain Trust. Yeah. It's a very Marvel thing to do. Mm. Uh, I think, I don't know, I think Bendis is the only person I know for sure was adding in value. Because like, he, he is the writer for Marvel with the most modern touch. Yeah. The, the movies sound the most like Bendis' writing. Oh, totally. Wait, I'm sorry if I miss it. They're just—it's just disbanded. No, yeah. it's not like one of these guys is going to do it all. Or I, like, it sounds like they're just kind of—I bet they'll be asked for help or something. Yeah, I'm I wouldn't sure be surprised. Be individual consulting, but I'm, I, like, I like the idea of the brain trust. I think it probably did result in better films, but I have a feeling that many people involved who aren't directly writing and mm. directing or day-to-day production yeah, you just like, say hey Iron Man should do this they don't have to make Iron get, Man you get in a too many cook scenario where in too order to justify your job you have to give notes even if they're relevant at all mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know isn't his costume yellow his costume is yellow sir ah okay then <laughs> yeah. if, you ever, if you ever had to deal with nine useless executives at your job that's kind of what shit <laughs> ends up coming to I do think in 2008 like it was a big difference to have a writer a full time writer like Brian Michael Bendis giving notes on how to produce something mm-hmm. you know and and I do think that's why the Marvel Studios films for when they began were so different from everything mm-hmm. else they did they and I, I think that's still something Kevin Feige will value is just the idea of we can change things to make it a better film but there are core things about these characters that are why these characters are who they are, and you don't change them. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you didn't even think... Like, even in Nolan's Batman films were some of the first to really do it. It seemed like in Catwoman they just said, we paid for the name Catwoman and what we think of her is like a costume. Everything else, who cares? We'll just make it up. It's a movie. You know? <laughs> I, I don't like that way of thinking. But, but I like that Feige's that guy. Like yeah, from what from the what, Feige apparently can just be that guy in general. Like he's yeah, the, he was he, yeah. he's a USC film graduate who is a giant fan of comics mm-hmm. and kind of got himself in Marvel and got himself in that position. Worked his way up from from within Marvel, didn't he? Like, he was already working uh, there. He was a production guy. Uh, yeah, he and he, I believe he was a production guy. Like he was giving notes on the first X Men film in two thousand. Yeah, so he, I, mean, I don't know. He, he he strikes me as someone who's a legit comic fan. So I have no yeah. problem with him taking like superseding what, uh, what's his nuts in power. But the brain trust mm-hmm. is a little bit of a bummer. I mean, the, but if it if it if it doesn't yeah. cause someone like Edgar Wright to leave a project ever again, I'll be Which, happy. Yeah, that was the one thing that I didn't think about until it reminded the me in an against article. The brain trust. Yeah, that they said this brain trust is why Edgar Wright quit or there it could be why he quit because he was sick of their notes. Yeah, but then that other guy came on and he added the good scenes that we didn't think he added. Peyton yeah, Reed? I did feel yeah. bad. Yeah, I again say it's a, it's I a weird felt bad that we were like, Dave. Hey, he made, the, he made those great scenes where uh, what's his face? Just, Edward, uh, Pena is... Yeah, but like, we thought that Michael Pena scenes matter, were right. Because Edgar Wright his. made hot fuzz. That's true. <laughs> And I just wanted to keep making hot fuzz and not superhero things. But didn't he also make? make uh, 
End of the World. I didn't like that one as well. I loved it. I think I think every one of his movies has improved in the last, and there's not a lot of. I really need to watch it. I say the opposite. It's really good. I think it's excellent, and it's the like every time I watch one of those movies, he's talking about me at the age that I am. (laughs) Yeah. Except he's, for Hot he's, Fuzz. He's growing up with us. Except for Hot yeah. Fuzz. But what are we talking about? There was those years that you were a cop, right? <laughs> no. Well, the, the, well, no, you're the supposed to be Danny Butterman. You're yeah. not, you're, we're not supposed uh. to be him. We're, the, the viewer is Butterman, not mm. the super cop. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, <laughs> Damn, boy. him eating cake all the time. Like, what's his birthday? Oh, <laughs> he's going to eat this cake. <laughs> that movie is so hot. I don't know. I just revisited it recently. It's so goddamn funny. Yeah, watch Please watch. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. I Oh, so... They're also in the Marvel movie news. There were r- confirmed by Jeremy Renner, of all people, a bunch of production art mm-hmm. of the Civil War film that shows whose side is on whom. Do you what? Do you wonder that, like, if, as part of like celebrities' contracts now, mm-hmm. Jeremy gets eight percent of the back end gross, gets one million up front, and he gets one exclusive piece of concert art for his social media. Uh, the guy on Renner's level, he should be negotiating. Dude, it's, it I don't is, think he's yeah. negotiating for it. I think that's part of like it's a, a byproduct. Like you got you got to so? leak this stuff, dude, because uh. you have way more followers than our yeah, official it, uh, website. It'll or, feel yeah. really natural I, if you leak it yourself. He, he does not. He doesn't have more followers than the Marvel accounts. Yeah, no but way. I think more followers who care and different mm-hmm. followers. I guess you're right. Like no. Marvel, all the people who love the Bourne uh, conspiracy yeah. or whatever that shit was supremacy. I'm glad they're doing that one. Unity. They're dumping him and they're like yeah we gotta go back to that's what they happen they try to make one cheaper without the dude without paying the main character from the previous trilogy and then they come running back to him like oh this this doesn't work without you um here's your king's ransom i think he's still in legacy but i haven't seen it <laughs> whatever who cares don't you whatever born it's same with like jason making a transporter film about jason statham also transporter sucks and i never watch any of them but why do it again without Statham? That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oh, but but so on the Civil War images, they were pretty neat little pictures that showed, you know... Well, I guess my favorite was seeing Hawkeye in a purpler outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, he is he's at least having more of his colors. And that he's got Ant-Man on his shoulder, implying the classic Ant-Man-Hawkeye relationship Ooh. of shooting one guy who's on somebody's uh, <laughs> arrow. That's that's lovely. And there were some really good uh, replies to this, too, uh, when I wrote up about mm-hmm. it. It was, uh, first off, Batman Boy 11 said, Really hope these are real because they're damn cool. From set photos I've seen, the Cap and Iron Man suits definitely match up. I love Hawkeye's new suit, too. Nice to see some purple around. And yay for mm. some Sharon Carter. So, yeah, Sharon Carter is this woman that's not as easy to recognize in her drawings because she was nobody yeah. in the first movie, or in, in uh, Winter Soldier. She was Let's nobody. See. She was this cute little neighbor. Mm-hmm. And I and hey, I love Sharon Carter. There's no bigger Sharon Carter fan at this table than me. I, think uh, <laughs> I thought he, his brother in the Backstreet Boys was more was better. Uh, 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 Sharon's also, party was a great song. Uh, also, Raccoon Hale. Aaron Carter. Oh, Raccoon Hale says, "Where the crap is Scarlet Witch? Is she going to be the explosion? Uh, the 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 explosive cause?" Of the Civil War. Ooh, God, that's really good speculation, actually. I like that, yeah. That she would have that uncontrollable ability. And uh, Dexter's Lab says, I think the fact that Iron Man is OP is the point of the story. Because people were saying Iron Man's mm. team has vision on it, War Machine and Iron Man. How can they even compare? And they're saying it's the point of the story. Cap is the constant underdog. I also like the thought that Spider-Man could tip the scale if he joined Cap. Uh, just like <laughs> in the just like in the original story. Uh, I... Oh, you can keep going. No, that's it. I, like uh, I, the the f- 
hate, hate that the news is all movies this week, but I, I, I did like... I've got some non-movie stuff. I liked the um, news story that Steven Spielberg... I don't know, it's been kind of... I don't know, he's being treated like a really old man lately. Um, he's a he's, old. He's like, Yeah, but it's like, what do you think about these current movies? He's like, ah, I'm not a huge fan of them. Like, like, ah, what do you know, you old man? I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an old man. And you he's, asked me. He's absolutely right. His Transformers sucks ass. Yes. Uh, he made those films. Yes. Like, he's made the worst of those yeah. super profitable <laughs> made. things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, an executive I mean, producer. He probably spent a day on set, if anything. Well, it's also that he can say, like, I was executive. He can say, I was executive producers on all those uh, Transformers things, mm-hmm. and on Jurassic World, the like most profitable non-James Cameron film of all time. Mm-hmm. The most profitable movie of all time, not counting for inflation. Nobody yeah, okay. takes down God with the wind. <laughs> All right, but uh, but he, he said still he's he, he's still a viable guy. He's not he's not like he oh back in my day. He wasn't he's he didn't say anything bad about superhero movies. Mm-hmm. He just compared them like they're westerns. Yeah, and like I mean after a, like when I grew 50s, up, the westerns, westerns were, were dying, yeah. and like these will die too, and something else will replace them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then I just I don't know. Like I saw the instantly in the article of like old man shut your mouth and like. No, this is great. You <laughs> shut the fuck up, young man. You want yeah, to post a picture? Talking. Once again, my favorite response is like, old man yells at cloud. And I respond, young man yells in cloud. Yeah. It's the same, it's the oh, same stupidity. So great. It's the same stupidity like I've seen a thousand times. And he's absolutely right. And you know the superhero movie won't be the most popular dominant genre forever. It It'll very be much forever, is right now. Forever, man. Forever. They'll make more and I think more. It's, it's, I love, like, because the article I read about it was just, well, one, like, well written and then, like, this has been said about comic movies all the time. Well, I haven't read it, Smarty Pants. I've never seen that comparison made publicly. Yeah. And then made it, and then said it something about Steven Spielberg working for Disney. I'm like, you're an idiot and invalidated everything in your article. Uh, it, but but it was it, what? Oh yeah. And the, I was just thinking like superhero movies are becoming dangerously close to being oversaturated. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I've said that before. 2018 yeah. is the is I think the breaking point. I think because, already. Like yeah. like what is it? Every like three or four months now well, we get a new superhero. If, if, I'm being com- if I'm being completely honest, I don't feel like it's enough. I saw Ant-Man <laughs> and Age of Ultron and I still crave more. Well, you, we that- technically had Fantastic Four. Oh, good. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, hey, since you said that, let's... But wait, okay. okay. Uh, well, you finish your thing. I don't know. That was, it, was just the, it was just the kids like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, he knows so much about yeah. what he's talking yeah. about. And like, and for th- what he does, he's... Those, like, the Transformers movies and Jurassic World mm-hmm. may suck. Mm-hmm. But they're not. They haven't oversaturated. Like, what is it? Every two years for a every, Transformers every movie? two to four years. Yeah. So it, like they suck, but they're not like well pull, crammed down our throats. No, I I I just it got me thinking words, about but. superhero movies as there has been one genre dominant above mm-hmm. all others yeah. for a long time, uh, and they have many different subgenres. But that would be action, and yeah. and superhero movies are just a wonderfully natural extension of. The hero genre into superhero action genre. Well, if it does work like westerns, and I look forward to when I'm fifty, that mm-hmm. there'll be an Oscar-nominated <laughs> superhero film that like oh, the only I... they only make one every five years, and it's this this tribute See, to I... the end, who's... the death of superheroes. So who's the Clint Eastwood in the situation? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Perhaps. I, it, or Chris Evans? Man, had... just imagine Chris Evans in 2043 making his unforgettable. He's been the mayor of some city too. <laughs> my, my, I just you made me imagine in a. It's the only positive thing I've ever thought of getting older. Like my my grandfather can barely move. Uh, but he's still got some of his bearings, and he just sits there in a chair all day and watches football and westerns. And the idea of me like locked in a room where people are taking care of my food and like I'm just all there's a, there's an entire superhero movie channel, and I just sit here all day long. Yeah. 
And right. I, yeah, I don't have to do anything. And they'll be zapped into your brain by yeah. the thought cloud. Yeah, it'll be it'll, they'll be so <laughs> plentiful. Like like, oh, you, honey, you remember this one? Remember Avengers. this one? Somehow you've no, uh, no. This is when Terrence rem- Howard was War Machine. Yeah, you remember? remember? <laughs> you remember what I tweeted about this? Yes. Oh, oh we so tweeted good. up a storm. But okay, well, speaking of too many comic book movies and the aged, mm-hmm. uh, so Stan Lee did an interview with Larry King. Which first off, oh I didn't know God. Larry Cl- King was still making things. He, yeah, he has like it's a Hulu, Hulu show. show. Yeah, Hulu. yeah, it's a Hulu show called Larry King Now, which is different from Larry King Live because you can watch it anytime. Number one, from that angle, like that Larry King, that Larry King is become. I felt like CNN like tried to force him to. To, into retirement like yeah we're canceling your show just retire you are 80 years old you've had eight bypasses to your heart or whatever wow. please just don't die on the air just go home he's like you can't stop me i'm larry King. you are unappealing on camera um you don't <laughs> do any research yeah. my wife is too scared of me i gotta stay in the studio i have two favorites uh larry king clips uh one being him introducing the Motley Crew, and then <laughs> the second oh, the one asking Jerry Seinfeld, uh, "Were you upset when your show was canceled?" What? <laughs> my my show was canceled. Like I don't think you need to know everything, but it was number one on television, Larry. Yes. Have you even seen the show? I think <laughs> I, I think his team did not do good research. <laughs> no, he, no, he gets criticism for that, and his, his response is like, "I think it's a more intimate experience if I'm learning everything about it, so I don't do any research." And like, so what you're saying to me is that uh, why are we talking so much about Larry well, no, King? That, like, that you're you're not as important. I'm as Too your busy subject. fucking my hot wife. <laughs> that Larry King. I think it's also funny that Larry. Uh, my favorite Larry King thing mm-hmm. was. Um, Norm Macdonald as Larry King reading the things Larry yeah. King actually wrote in his <laughs> newspaper column of just saying like I think the weather is too cold <laughs> if for my money there's not a better film than Gattaca I can- <laughs> <laughs> green M&M candy you can set your watch by <laughs> turn the page <laughs> the way it is also Norm Macdonald doesn't get enough credit for being such a great physical comedian, but in that scene, the way he would just like stoop forward yes. and stare extra long at the, the camera, extra question mark in his spine. But okay, so on Larry King now, he interviewed one of the few people that's older than him on the show, Stan Lee. Dude, and the shot of them is like uh, it's like camera front, both of them sitting at the side, and it looks like two parentheses because <laughs> of their posture. <laughs> so stupid. So uh. I will say that I love Stan. Stanley, I think he, I, I, he's my he's my, my comic book grandpa and great grandpa my entire life. But I think I don't mean to compare him to Hulk Hogan, but in the way that both of them just tell have a legendary career th- that they also couldn't possibly remember all yeah. of. Asking them a question is pointless because they're not going to remember anything correctly, and then they're just going to go straight to the PR memorized response to something. So, an interview with them, and also that Stan Lee is not involved in anything Marvel has done really in 20 years, mm. pretty much. But he's an executive producer, <laughs> and and he's also just going to tell all these stories. But so, I did really like in their interview. There was a clip of him asking why the Fantastic Four film is not doing very well, and okay. Stanley has a funny response. The new Fantastic Four. There we go. Didn't do great and got a couple of bad reviews. How did you take that? Well, it was probably because I didn't have a cameo in it. That's the reason. They didn't discuss the story with me. But I haven't seen it yet, so I really, really? I really can't comment about it. <laughs> Why no. wouldn't you run and see it? 
Um, oh, I don't run to see anything. I mean, I, I walk jaunty jolly, as Mel Brooks would say, and uh, I just get there eventually. Some people are complaining that they reboot these things too quickly. They make them over again fast. That Ooh. may be true. Hey, guys, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That may be true. Be sure to like, subscribe. Be sure to click on my animations. <laughs> so but, yeah, it, it Stan, Stan's being as nice as he can, as diplomatic as he can about it. But Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and report commies to your local House of Un-American activities. I think in Stan speak, that was him saying, like, I should have been invited to these meetings to talk about what makes a good he Fantastic Four went. film, and you didn't invite me. He is the co-creator of the Fantastic Four. Like he's... Isn't there a Key and Peele sketch about involving that? Oh, no. I thought it was Stan Lee running into, like, an old man running into, like, a Hollywood mm. pitch meeting. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. I just watched their Gremlins 2 on, which was so damn it's, it's funny. It's like, I, I don't know, it's like every time I think, I suck, and like, I would have written that. Mm. <laughs> I, I would have written that. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe any they put it on television. Like <laughs> oh, the, the Key and Peele ones? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the Gremlins, like, the behind the scenes of Gremlins 2, the new batch. It just looks... Mm-hmm. You, uh, we uh, all knew those facts about how bad Gremlins 2 is, or the, how ridiculous it is. it is. Great. <laughs> Maybe this is a, that that sketches a Rorschach test because mm-hmm. to me it's a list of oh yeah this is all the shit that's wrong with Gremlins two and makes it worse than Gremlins one. Oh, it's different from Gremlins one. Uh-huh. But they but obviously you were probably upset that they didn't talk about how Joe Dante was doing a film about Looney Tunes and it was <laughs> and nobody gets that. I got uh, it. But okay, but yeah, that was I like that Stan also blames it on him not having a cameo in the film. Yeah, that's what it is. He also talks up that. He just did his favorite cameo ever for X Men. He's gonna, he's got a special co-star for his cameo. So mm. let's get ready for what he's gonna do in Apocalypse. I think that's almost like a cheat. Like he didn't create Apocalypse. Like the Age of Apocalypse stuff, that ain't Stan. You know, Stan barely has what people like about the X Men has almost nothing to do with Stan Lee. Stan Lee, you could give him credit for the X Men up to 1967. Mm-hmm. After that, he didn't do nothing, man. Well, I mean, has he? I'm sure a lot of his cameos have been for properties he had his own involvement with. Like you were saying, Guardians Gar- of the Galaxy yeah. is the only one he's appeared in where he didn't. As far as I can recall, it's the only one he's appeared in for characters he didn't create because wow. he didn't create Blade, and he's not in the Blade films, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't create Ghost Rider. He's not in the Ghost Rider films. But ah. for the '60s characters he did create, that's that is where he is. Huh. What about the uh, up, any upcoming stuff that he has no right to be? Well, not mm. not. But he, but not he, not he, really, because like Doctor Strange definitely, mm-hmm. well, some fans would say Steve Ditko created Doctor Strange. He has nothing to do with it. But yeah. Doctor Strange would totally make sense. Same with, um, he should be in Daredevil. He did recre- co-create them. I guess he shouldn't be an alias, because he didn't create Jessica Jones, or Luke Cage, for that matter. Or Jennifer Connor. Oh, I forgot which alias. Uh, no, yeah, J.J. Abrams should not have a cameo no. in, the, in Jessica <laughs> Jones' show. Uh, oh, also in the... Okay, so moving to games. Mm-hmm. There were two big game announcements this week. Uh, the quick one was that Battle Chasers, which was a comic from the 90s that tons of people loved, that had no ending and ended very abruptly. It was created by Joe Monterrera, who went on to make Darksiders. Mm-hmm. And now he's finally going to make a game of Battle Chasers the game. And they uh-huh. announced the Kickstarter of it. Wow. Uh, the Kickstarter, I don't believe, has begun in earnest, but like Polygon.com had the exclusive on it, which... Funny, we've had Polygon two Polygon guests in the last two in the last three weeks, but not mm. in the week we talk about the news they broke. God uh. damn it, Phil and Daniel! But so look- they're good at keeping embargoes. <laughs> but it looks like a Diablo uh, three mm. kind of game, which that's cool. Mm. I'm, I'm into that. Uh, and then also, the Deadpool has returned to us. Yeah. We, we talked about how Deadpool 
I think on this show recently I said, hey, you should definitely buy a copy of Deadpool because it's out of print. They'll ever, they'll, they won't put it back in print. And then, boom, it's back in print this week. Like, you can get... Uh, in in November, you will get the remaster editions on PS4 and Xbox mm. One for fifty bucks. That's too much. But right now, yes. you can download Deadpool off of even the Xbox Live Store for your 360. If you're one of those plebs still using your 360, it ain't me. <laughs> I'm too rich, too rich to do that. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I I bought a five hundred dollar Xbox One in. 2013, and I wish I had that $500 back. Mm-hmm. Or if I could just turn my Connect into $150, <laughs> I would mm-hmm. with a magic wand. Boom, just do it. But yeah, the Deadpool game, I think it's worth looking forward to. Some people missed it. 50 bucks for a remaster, not a great price. Mm-hmm. Maybe wait for January and get it for 30 It's got but, all of the DLC. <laughs> which I'm sure was not just costumes, it was yeah. some real involved stuff. And but yeah, it's a funny game. It it the it captures the character of Deadpool so well. Combat mm-hmm. is kind of like a B a B level DMC game. Mm-hmm. But is it like it seems that's it's likely the best Activision published superhero game since like what Ooh. like the second like, Shatter, like yeah, yeah. But that was how many years earlier? Hey, we, we streamed that. That does yeah. not hold up very well at all. Don't ruin my memory. It does not. <laughs> Well, same with Shattered Dimensions doesn't hold up all that well. Yet. It um, holds up okay. Because, I mean, look, everything they put out on the Xbox One and PS4 so far have been crap. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. yeah. yeah and they I, only did the one. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I, I would imagine... Well, their license is up. This is the first year without a Spider-Man game. This is the first time no, they've ever Spider-Man re-released year, one yeah. of their games. Yeah, it's, it's interesting games. to do a re-release. I think I would imagine there were some negotiations of saying, well, we don't have enough time to make a Deadpool game by yeah. the time the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. But all of us could make money if this was available again when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. All right, sure. I wonder how long it'll be available or if it'll, by the end of 2016, if it vanishes again off of digital storefronts. But for okay. now... They have some time. Maybe fix a couple they, things. They need Maybe. to make a Deadpool-esque definitive edition, like, making fun of... Oh, like, name to make saying. fun of that. Like, oh, they should, yeah. Like, well, same yeah. old bullshit edition. But or, I don't think The additional that, edition? Yeah. I don't think that will happen because I don't think the original studio, like, really exists in the form to do anything more with it. High no, all they gotta do is just say, make, change the name. Like, someone Actually, at Activision can... Okay yeah, that. I suppose. They, they could just get, like... And well, someone who to code the screen They or used to have Shaba, and they used to have you know Treyarch to be mm-hmm. the dudes who fix stuff. But who is it now? I guess the Skylander Studio, I suppose. I, I don't know. There was for Bob. Actually, here was an interesting. Um, so Ballerina Toshinden had this reply that almost sounded like they knew what. what so was, we have a we have a commenter named Battlerina Toshinden. Ballerina. Ballerina. Toshinden. Toshinden. <laughs> wow, that's really, really good. good. I, I think like that wins the, the best new uh, new commenter of the month. No. Their, their, re- <laughs> their reply almost sounded like they had like insider information on the production because Ooh. so they have in quote marks this um, uh, conversation between a made-up conversation between Activision and High Moon Studios saying we had a couple weeks where uh, okay we had a couple weeks where we were crunched pretty uh, aggressively on Deadpool having Activision cut and cut and cut just took its toll on so many of us for a studio to demand that we do mandatory overtime for a project and then keep cutting so much time and money for it from it was ridiculous at about halfway into development we were told that we weren't even aiming for a very high uh, we weren't aiming very high in the terms of review score either can you imagine working on a game where you're higher up say we're yeah we're shooting for 64 or lower and then give them mandatory overtime so that's a weird 
If that's just fictitious or in your head, ballerina Toshin, and that sure sounds like in uh, conversations I imagine with, especially like we're shooting for a sixty-four or lower. From my knowledge of what PR and, and developers say, that is how they talk about the review scores. They're like they talk in meta numbers. Yeah. So it, I thought that was an interesting thing, and yet. There definitely was the feeling of Deadpool came in hot and heavy, and I, I definitely heard there was a bloodletting in High Moon, and I think High Moon has gone the way of all Activision things, which is slashed team, yeah. slash budget, and now you make maps for Call of Duty. I'm just uh, amazed that someone from High Moon watched our Ballerina Toshinden video, which <laughs> certainly inspired his name. Uh, or it's all made up, and hey, who knows? I, I'll verify these things. What am I, a journalist? <laughs> Let's get into Question of the Week replies, which were... Uh, asking what your favorite uh, superhero cartoons as a kid were growing up, but you weren't allowed to say Batman the Animated Series, because let's just assume you probably would say one of the DC Animated Universe shows. But if not that, then what? Uh, so first off, Angry 37 Pygmy Giraffes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, about 37 Pygmy Giraffes. I don't get that reference. Uh, my first response would likely be Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, but because they're not allowed, I have to go with 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. Looking back now, the show has not held up well, besides the totally awesome theme song. But I clearly remember watching the Secret Wars episode and thinking it was so cool seeing all these different Marvel heroes team up. I made my parents buy me all these Marvel encyclopedias and comics so I could learn as much as possible about Spider-Man and Marvel's other heroes. To be honest, I think this show is one of the main reasons I grew up to love comic books and why Spider-Man is still my favorite to this day. Uh, Keltar93 says... Cheating slightly, since this is not for my childhood, but I think Spectacular Spider-Man may be the best superhero short of Batman the Animated Series. It does a great job capturing the fun and heart of the Spider-Man comics, especially the early stuff, while still keeping it fresh. Ravenborn says... Of course it's Batman the Animated Series, but since I was born in 1980, I was the perfect age for X-Men. It hit me at the right time, a a spot-on metaphor for my life at that point. My mutant power was getting a boner every five minutes (laughs) for no reason, and my danger room simulations involved humping everything in the house when I was alone. Especially my plush little foot from Land Before Time. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. Uh, Triscuitable says, if it's, uh, uh, let's see, sorry. Triscuitable says, Ben 10. Dwayne McDuffie had to, had a hand in it, which is why I think I enjoyed it so much as a kid. Some of it still holds up, but it's definitely got cartoon for millennials written all over it. That it does. That's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> Moan for Stallone says, Keep in mind, I've only watched this cartoon while inebriated, but the 1970s Batman Tarzan Hour is a good time, yo. What? I have never heard of this. Hmm. I need to look up this Batman Tarzan Hour. As previously stated, the X-Men cartoon had me hooked as a kid, too, especially when I got my first episode free as a VHS from Pizza Hut. And I had that same VHS. Did you guys ever get that Mm -hmm. from Pizza Hut? Which one? VHS of the first episodes of the X-Men. It was such a great deal. I do know what you're talking about. It was the animated series of X-Men. Like, to me as a kid who valued every VHS you could get your hands on because Mm -hmm. you you couldn't buy them from yourself. You only had a few that you'd watch all the time. So to get a free VHS of X-Men cartoons with a pizza, that's that's an amazing deal for a kid. A Batman Tarzan Adventure Hour were just the second seasons of Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle, and New Adventures of Batman ah, strung together, right. but with a new animated intro and calling it. Is it I'm guessing this is a filmation gig, man. Uh, it was a, 
It is, it is filmation. Yep. Yeah, those CBS. are the worst. Those are the Marvel. Hanna Barbera had Marvel for a little while, and they weren't doing good with like the Thing cartoon, mm-hmm. but still was better than filmation. Filmation is DC stuff. Excuse me. Filmation is DC stuff. Bad, bad, bad. Jan, John Wahizel said, it hasn't aged well, but the 90s Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons were my jam. Those introduced me to the Marvel Universe, and the few times they do crossovers would blow my mind. Of course, even as a kid, I thought it was weird that Carnage couldn't kill anyone, only destroy them, and Morbius's palm sucker things would absorb plasma, not blood. Those were some very weird rules they had to deal with. Uh, Type 40 Comics says, growing up, I watched the hell out of Scooby-Doo meets Batman and Robin. It was probably the first time I ever saw two franchises slash properties crossover. Wow. Those were <clears throat> I wouldn't watch any other episode of the of the Scooby Doo mystery guest star show mm-hmm. that had you know Sandy Duncan and Don Adams on it. But <laughs> when Batman and Robin showed up, it's I was Batman. Ready for it. <laughs> and lastly, Zap Razdauer says everyone has already said X Men, so I'm going to stretch the growing up part to my early teens. Got to go with the Max. Wow. I have read Ooh, the comics. I've read the comics probably twenty times. Watched the series ten times, and have only the vaguest idea about what the hell was going yeah, on. I don't remember what's going was the on. Max the Max on MTV. Yeah. Yep. Okay. With the head. It, it MTV's was, yeah. oddity. The story. It was one show. of the creepiest I have ever experienced in comic TV form. Julie's rabbit box from her childhood mm-hmm. still makes my flesh crawl. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So those. Thanks everybody for your great comments. This question of the week, I am concerned. I have asked it before, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. It is what video game? Now that Deadpool is getting a remaster, mm-hmm. are there any recent-ish superhero games you wish would get a remaster now? Uh, since the mm-hmm. door is opening with the old Deadpool. Um, in a in a post in a post Marvel Studios world, uh, mm-hmm. Ultimate Alliance. Oh, was the man, last yeah. great time you could pretend mm. like there was no rift and like all these characters <laughs> would just exist and hold hands and everybody would be together just hanging out in together every medium time. and like yeah. I think the cartoons can still operate on that assumption but like mm. that there it, I, I think Brett gave it an award for painting yourself into a corner because he was a giant Marvel fan like what the fuck else do you do <laughs> who do you add to this game and so from then on it was like okay we can't do anything more split yep. them all up yep. and uh, sell them individually scale back scale back. And, and also one of my favorite they should just to update the cover so Spider-Man is not swinging from a uh, thread rope a rope a goddamn Spider-Man, rope he's holding a vine yeah <laughs> uh, you know I I I would definitely say of recent-ish ones that were already HD but could I want to play on my PS3 or Xbox One PS4 or Xbox One it would be Marvel vs. Capcom 3 I think ah. you know Capcom has been doing a lot of things I say this with no insider knowledge you guys know I know people at Capcom this is said I, this has nothing to do with them I just think it would be you know it, it's money on the table kind of thing and obviously they don't have a deal with Marvel anymore because you can't buy it digitally these are statements you, that anybody could say like uh, yeah. I mean Sony's got Street Fighter uh, that's true. Microsoft should. Oh get man, if they could just UX get it only on PS4, that'd be something great. And no, Xbox should do it. Xbox should go the other oh, way. Oh, yeah. I see. Kind of like how one always had uh, Battlefield early, the other would get Call of Duty early. Mm-hmm. It's happened before. We yeah. burned down their city hall. They get the, <laughs> uh, though, also, I would say the Sega Spider-Man needs an HD version. Yeah. Post a Sega. Wait, this. No, I don't mean the Genesis one. Okay, think like, of it. Like the Genesis ones were okay for their time. Nope, nope. I did like that you had to buy web fluid, which I like. You never. It is a stupid thing to do, but I liked how accurate it was. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean Spider-Man Arcade by Sega. Mm-hmm. It is past, past, past time. 
I don't think Sega knows how to make a single thing anymore, but somebody has to be around to make that deal. Well, okay, Dave? Uh, I'm going to go with Spider-Man 2 from the oh. original Xbox. Uh, mm-hmm. For some reason, that's like probably... Outside of like ones that I like had to do a review or a preview of, like mm. the, the 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 superhero game that I played the most of, and even though everybody was phoning it in, just having yes. like Tobey Maguire, uh, uh, what's Kirsten Dunst, Dunst, Kirsten Dunst, Jamie Franco, mm-hmm. James Franco, <coughs> sorry, and um, uh, what's Bruce Campbell, Bruce yeah. Campbell doing the tutorial, yeah, was just so great. I will say I replayed it a, about a year ago on a stream at Old Job Place, mm-hmm. and. One of the first things you do is a mission to deliver pizza, and playing over it is... Nice! So it's one of either the worst things or the best things. No, I'm offended. I'm Italian. And then Ashy Larry congratulates you at the end. And also, the other reason I think they wouldn't do it is because I bet they have to renegotiate every single license right of all these famous actors. And so, probably wouldn't happen. Some 41 song. Gotta get it all back. Wasn't that a crazy time when film, when game companies were like, we will spend millions mm-hmm. millions mm-hmm. to get the movie stars in this to act badly yeah like, yeah it's yeah. it's nuts that we live through that no, sure, nobody it was, it was just barely multiple millions though yeah. over there Frodo it's over we'll, there, we'll Frodo. give you two hundred thousand dollars for one hour worth of work that's probably mm. what it came down to <laughs> yeah probably but all right well anyway <laughs> that's our answers Tell us in the forum page for this that there's a link to it on this week's episode. Which HD remaster, whatever, of a classic superhero game would you wish get the same treatment that Deadpool got? And so put that there, and we'll read our favorite ones on next week's episode. All right, so does anybody want to plug anything here? Later time this week, we're talking about animated endings that matter because yeah. Aqua Teen just ended. That's air quotes, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but animated TV programs when we were growing up, a lot like... A lot of the Marvel programs. There's a uh, big, dec- there's a big superhero chunk in there. Yeah, yes. a, a lot of the really dumb Marvel and filmation show- shows I grew up watching just sort of like there's it no conclusion. Stopped. But there's also not a lot of like long story, but it's still like a fitting conclusion. And the rare show that did that, we're mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, that cartoon shows that did that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, if a cartoon show ends ends now, there's usually a fitting finale. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always the way. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you're using the Patreon, guys, you're getting all these great extras. Like, we did new Talking Simpsons, new bonus time. We are going to be doing, uh, I'll just tell you now, we're going to be doing The Last Dragon on next mm-hmm. week's Monday Night Movies, mm-hmm. when the best 80, most 80s films ever mm-hmm. turned 30 this week. So it's three years younger than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And also, the, the Crepes of Wrath episode of Talking Simpsons was a fun one with Bob. Bim. And uh, at the $10 level, you get bi-weekly wrestling commentaries. Hank and I just did uh, Burst Bulldog versus Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. And um, on the other weeks, we do G-Podcast, the wrestling mm-hmm. podcast. And there's also Game Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I'm on this week's episode, even. And so, yeah, we talk about and another uh, special Metal guest. Gear. And another special guest. A very special guest mm-hmm. for a long time. Fans of Talk Radar, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So give all those a listen. And thanks, everybody, for their support. All that stuff. And until next time... Excelsior! Excelsior!